This episode is sponsored by Overcast, a better podcast app than whatever you're using right now. Unless it's Overcast. Get Overcast for free on the App Store. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Chuk. Chuk. Whatever the fuck. I don't know. Happy fucking year of the rat bitch. All right. Happy official Lunar New Year. We did it again. It's a new year. Everybody should be eating tokuk yeah. and mandukuk. Make sure you're getting your rice cakes. You're turning another year, another make year you wiser. All the, you make all your kooks. Both oh, duck ah. and mandu. Yes. <laughs> Get all your kooks in today. <laughs> Happy New Year. Um, and now it finally feels like a new year. Yeah. 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 yeah my, I think my body is in tune to a lunar cycle for sure. Yeah. I'm more Luna than I am solar. <laughs> and I'm Thank- more plexus than I am. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. I mean, like, truly, it's been oh, – oh, January has been – it's been rough for bitch. you. It's been it's a straight been rough. Bitch. Yes. I I'm, I'm okay. I, I'm concerned, but I'm also very interested. Uh, <laughs> to, I want to dive into your, your catch up. But before we do that, yeah. I just want to say, uh, listeners, thank you for, so much for listening again. Uh, save the date. April 26th, we, Anji and I will be doing Ajima Show Live at the yeah. DC Comedy Loft Sunday night. Please come out. We have to fill 225 seats, so tell 223 friends. <laughs> <laughs> I know there are two people who listen to us that are in yes. DC. Also, we're looking for Korean comics. We always have a okay, Korean comic opening for yeah. us. Yes, please recommend. Get into our DMs. We love a slide in, honey. Please slide into the DMs. We're on slide. Um, we're a slide, 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 sippity slide. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. We're also uh, show at gmail.com. Email us, all that good stuff. Please. We're not that busy. Also, Peter. Yeah? Patreon. Have you heard of it? I've heard of it. Well, we're I know on of it. it. We're on it. We're on it. And we've got seven Patreon. We've got seven, I believe they're called Patronos. Patrons. We have Patrons? We have Patrons. We have seven of them. I thought we only had two. That's five more than I thought. Wow, thank you so much, guys. Seven patrons. We had had Solar Traffic. Yeah, <laughs> this is like we're. Uh, this is our version of like, hebeton. Yeah, <laughs> we're getting hebeton from our patrons. Wow, that's so cool! Thank All you so much for donating works. a monthly. Yeah. I hope. Yeah, <laughs> guilting did work. What are they getting from the Patreon? Oh, they're getting hot ass content, exclusive ass content. You're Ooh. getting your pin. You're getting your tote, depending on the level you, a level you want. You know, our friend Phil, our friend and producer yeah. Phil is doing like exclusive content. He's so talented and he's doing the little cartoons. He's uh, pulling together exclusive content from our live shows that you may have missed. Like all of that stuff becomes available to you. And when we start traveling, uh, when uh-huh. we're in DC for example, uh-huh. excuse me, you get exclusive you get an exclusive first hand look at those tickets. Damn. You're going to get the listing. You're going to get the HTTP URL link early. <laughs> all right. You're going to be able to kick, click through and purchase those tickets early. Thank mm, you so much. You love much, an guys. early bird. You love an early we bird. Do. <laughs> we have all the worm for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, we've been asking for, of this and we have a goal before we get to DC. We want to get up to 100 reviews on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you can review things. Some people have reached out to us saying, I can't review on my machine. It's okay. That's all right. If you can't review, just tell a friend, word of mouth. That works too. You know, if you tell someone, hey, I'm listening to this Korean ass podcast, these bitches be screaming and yelling and cackling and <laughs> doing all the extra <laughs> shit that you love, please tell them. Uh, that's as good as a review, I think. Uh, but because you guys are reviewing, I just want to shout out a reviewer. Uh, this person, this review uh, says, not a podcast to miss. 100. I follow this. <laughs> You know the, you know the one hundred yeah, emoji. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the first one. I, uh, I followed this pod for a few years now and haven't missed a single episode. Wow. Wow. That's one hundred and twelve motherfucking episodes. It's Good so on you. That's yes. a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's, that's more episodes than, than I've Yo, to. that's more than two years of episodes straight. That's you know crazy. what I mean? I know we've been going three years, but two years straight of episodes. 
Um, they, they say they have me cackling out loud at their kick-ass Korean segment exposing me to the coolest movers and shakers in the world. I was at their first ever Chicago show. Oh, my ah! God. Bitch, thank you. Why did you say <laughs> something? I, like, I just like suddenly wave at them. Oh, my God. I know. It was the first ever Chicago show, and their growing number of fans speak to how relevant slash crucial their perspectives are. I look wow. forward to their eps every Thursday. Illy SM. Oh! Iliasa, I love that people have a uh, every people know our little lingos. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you wouldn't know Iliasm until you listen to that episode about me bitching about millennials using code <laughs> words around me. And then you dropping faking the funk maybe 30 <laughs> times. <laughs> uh, like I, whatever, I still whatever. hear that in my dreams. Like <laughs> <laughs> whatever. Who I I never said I was cool. Okay. <laughs> But I don't fake the fuck. I don't fake the fuck. I keeps it real. <laughs> Keeping it 100 out in here. Yes. <laughs> on the streets, on the curb. Uh, okay. Um, What's been going see. on with you? Oh. Well, I have been watching. Can I just tell you guys um, some tragic news? Um, oh, Tetris sure. has announced oh. that. <laughs> I just like in the new year, all of a sudden I get this like weird um, pop up inside of my Tetris app that says it's like a going away message. It, they just are like sorry to announce that they're going to be ex um, retiring the app. What? In April what? Of 2020. Exactly. There's no explanation. I can only assume there's maybe been a death in the family. I don't know. But there's like no explanation. There better have been a motherfucking death in this family. Okay. <laughs> This is your crack. <laughs> this is, I mean, but there's also no explanation. There's like no blame. You, I like to have like a piece out like this, be blamed on someone or like, yeah. you know, like when there's a like hostile a takeover. Yes. Or like yeah. someone's like best buy is moving in. Amazon bought us like some shit like that. I want to yeah. know. Yeah. But there's no explanation. It's just like, you, we just think it's time to um, end our journey here. Like it's like oh all this like weird bullshit language like that. What? This sounds like someone, like the app developer is telling you, Unji Kim, personally, that you, they want to like consciously uncouple. <laughs> what is going on? I know, it is why, truly Why can't insane. they just have their game going? Isn't it automatic? It says, hey, hello fans. We have, oh had an we have had oh. an amazing journey with you so far, but no. sadly, it's time to say goodbye. Not as an amazing April journey. Yes, that's what I'm saying. April it's like, this is like Gwyneth Paltrow shit. As of ah, April 21st, I'm yes, 2020, EA's Tetris app will be retired and will no longer be available to play. Yo, what the fuck? Yeah, and that's why no, I- No wonder I, your month's been going weird. Yes, like I've like, so I felt all this like compulsion to like, get as much of it in as possible like it was it's kind of insane because this and then my um the and to remind the to remind the uh um the listeners of your obsession with tetris blitz this is what you do like on the toilet when you're waiting you know for an audition yes you know like anytime there's time to be spent on other human beings yes. or your own children yes you are putting it into your phone yes i'm tetrising I am addicted. Oh I am 100%. I am an addict. I, I, I'm not embarrassed to I'm say I'm so it. upset who, for who you. Who wants to at me? Um, I oh. am addicted. I like I like and love Tetris. What? This is, a, technology has created this beautiful app for us to use. Yeah. You know, and it's, you know, it's like it, there's order in a chaotic, like there's order inside of the Tetris app inside of a chaotic world. I don't think there's anything wrong with me seeking that. Anyways, no. um, <laughs> I, what are you gonna do? Do you have any plans or? I don't know uh, what the fuck I'm gonna do, but in April I have to find some other surrogate. So if you guys know, of you're gonna have to start weaning off immediately. I've been trying to. I've you, been ramping up. You have to get yourself to like a Tetris methadone clinic or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? A needle share program, something. I've been watching SVU. That's what I've been doing. I've been doing SVU. <laughs> I've been just watching a lot of SVU. And you know, if there are any uh, other SVU heads out there. You know that if you're watching, you're binging SVU, it's like you're in a weird spot. This is not a good time for you. Yeah. Like you're in like a weird, like um, it's like a beta depression. Yeah. Like, usually when I'm binging SVU, it's like something's in retrograde. It might yes. be Mercury. It got. It might be Pluto. Something's like crossing over the skies. Yes. Ha having like a gravitational pull on my soul. Yeah. It's, it's a weird time. It's SVU. Like, it's not like, a full, it's, you're not like actually depressed or like super sad. It's like a weird 
pre-depression. Pre-depression. It's like a it's like a PMSy kind of like you're in a oh, weird yes. spot. So that's where I am. I don't know. I've just you know actually, I I've been we have my my husband and I we've just uh, restarted couples therapy and there good was for this, you. Yes, for both of us. And yeah, but I mean been, good for both of you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but mostly for me. Mostly um, for you. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, it was like a thing that I will, I want to ask you about um, what do you need, not want, but what do you need from a partner? And that question has actually been fucking me up. I think it's part of the reason why I've been like kind of in this funk is it's like, it's a funny thing to realize like what you might need Need is this like need versus want or is this like need versus what you provide just need out of a partner not the partner you you have but like what you need out of a partner and it was like it's a seems like a simple question but once you get into it it's pretty tough right yeah because it's like also something i haven't really given that much thought to ever you know, because it's almost so much about what you find and seek in a uh, in a partner is what you kind of desire. Well, yeah, I mean, Eric and I talk about a lot of like this is what I would like, like as far as like we've talked about this on the podcast before about like how I'm bad at words of affirmation. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you're you you are too. <laughs> I am. You know, really bad. yeah. And my if my partner says, "Hey, I need this from you." That's a direct request, and I'm like beating my head against the wall trying to like f- fi- like find a fucking compliment that yep. doesn't sound like awkward when it comes out of my stupid ass mouth. You know, like it's just it's really tough when someone tells you exactly what they need and you're not wired to give that to them. Yes, and yes. that's something I've been working on. So tell me about what you've been working on. I just, you know, I, I actually, the whole question itself has come, brought up a lot of like weird things about, like, I don't know if I'm always able to d- differentiate between like my levels of desire and like, because I'm not always honest with myself, I think is what I'm realizing about what I actually need. Because okay. some of the stuff that I need is actually has nothing to do with out of a partner has nothing to do with him himself as a person. Sure. Right. Like it's like, but that's okay. Yeah. But you find yourself like curbing yourself or curbing your desire or needs because you know that the situation doesn't allow for it. No, I just think it's like something that doesn't jive with my perception of myself. And like, you know, like I may, yeah. Because I think I want to see myself as like a more altruistic and kinder person, but like uh-huh. the reality of it is like not. And You're selfish. I'm selfish and I'm not nice. I mean, like I was realizing that like so much of his need for me is very off-putting to me, okay. and that stuff is like, oh, so what I want, what I want of what I what I need out of a person is like someone who simply adores me but also doesn't like me that much. like you know what i mean like yeah you need your parents yeah like i want like a fan (laughs) (laughs) like you know like someone who doesn't actually know or isn't that close to me or i can't i don't actually allow that close like it's well you want a boundary i want a boundary and yeah. I want t- I want space. And the other thing that um, my therapist was like, I completely fucking agree with you. Yeah, it's fucked up. But the other it's thing so that fucked, fucked up. But the other thing my the therapist brought up, and I had never thought about this, but I articulated it in a different way, is that I think my need for space has only grown with having a child, is be- because so many more people need things of me now. Life right. requires more of me. So like right. there's just a base level of need that has been heightened that I need distance from now. There's just more built in stuff that I need to recoil from. Sure, and, sure. And so like and it has nothing to do with the people. It's just like societal like and just like life shit where more is required of me. And that's like shit that I don't like. You know what I mean? Yeah, like we yeah, both don't yeah. like when more responsibilities. Ex- yes. And we yeah. both don't like when things are expected of us. Like so much yeah. something in it's like, um, like what is that? It's like pandas and like, like yeah, yep, yep. Like where you kind of like being a contrarian, like flouting expectations in a way. 
Sure. Especially when it's in a familial context. Right? Of course. Like in school, I love to please. Mm. But inside of like this like very specific loving context, there's something in me that bristles at that. Yeah. You want someone a little more with an abrasive <laughs> dynamic. Yeah. You want someone kind of putting you down. You want someone challenging you. <laughs> I want I need to prove someone wrong. You have to prove someone wrong. Okay. Yeah. So um yeah, you need to win. I need to win. And yeah. like and there's nothing to win in a relationship. Right, because the love's could, already there. Yeah, you the, the only thing you have is you can only do is you you have something you you could lose something. There's nothing to gain, really, right? It's main it's maintaining. Yes. Yes. Hmm. But well, it's been fucked. It's been it's been fucked up. I've been th- I'm continuing <laughs> to think about it. If people out there have like exercises have about like what to do cuz I've truly been like I don't know. I've like just I've just been watching SVU. I mean, like, okay, well, I don't want to I, I do have something for you, Angie. <laughs> <laughs> I have two things. Okay. First thing is, um, so my January's been really good. Yes. And the reason why, I think, mm-hmm. is because I am meditating. And uh, I, I think I've told you, like, for the last, like, four months or so since my acid trip. Yeah, yeah. I have been doing this uh, morning breathing thing. Okay. Which is when you get up, um, you know, your alarm wakes you up or whatever. You naturally wake up. You raise from bed, but don't leave the bed. Get, a, get your body up into a sitting position. Uh-huh. And I breathe in through my nose eight counts and then breathe out of my mouth eight counts ten times uh-huh. before my feet hit the ground. Okay? So I've been doing that since like July, August. Yeah. And that's been really like starting to like be a little uh, and I've been doing it every day. And it's been one of these things where you're I'm like, oh, this is something that um, doesn't change my life immediately. But it has started to like lead my life down a more purposeful, intentful and mindful spaces. Okay, and then just recently um, I don't know if I told you this, but I'm, I'm doing like a workout accountability group with um, three of my friends. So um, ER Fightmaster, who we know from yeah. Chicago, Tian Tran from Chicago and Mike Milan, my friend from here. Uh-huh. <clears throat> the four of us are in a text group where we all we text each other are three green check marks okay. every time we um, finish our exercises, which is 50 pushups, 50 crunches and 50 squats. And that's done every day. And if you don't do it, you have to Venmo the other three people $5. <laughs> so you have 24 hours. So that's the motivation is A, not to lose money and B, not to lose. Right. Because yeah. that, like you say, there's like um, like I have that same thing where like if I don't win, I'm not doing this. Yeah. You know what I mean? If I don't crush, I'm, I'm not here for it. You know, yeah, yeah. so like that, that's the only way I work or that's the best way or easiest way I work. So we started this thing and my body has completely changed. Like when you're in L.A., I have to show you my body because it looks different. Like something's it's I'm like I'm hot now. What? It's crazy. Like I haven't lost that much weight, but I am toned and you can see my muscles. It's Shut fucking up. crazy. No, literally. I'm like taking naked pictures of myself. It's crazy. Like naked? I'm waiting naked. I'm waiting to be fucking hacked and leaked <laughs> all over goddamn, you know, fucking Jezebel or whatever the fuck, right? Like I'm ready. <laughs> I cannot wait to cancel you. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, why I'm talking about this is um that has kind of led me towards a more um kind of a peaceful everyday ex- uh, existence. And then because I started doing that workout accountability group me and my gays were hanging out, uh, a bunch of gay men in the industry, and we we're just like talking and eating and whatever. We do this thing called church every two weeks at uh, our friend's big house, and Ooh. he he brings out all these like massage apparatus, <laughs> and we just solo massage ourselves on like a roller, a roller, or like a little like a hand massager, or like a S curve, or whatever. Like we're all sitting there just taking care of our bodies. Uh huh. 
And we do this like every two weeks. We call church. We get super high. We order fried chicken and we stretch. And it's cool. just like, and we listen to each other. We support each other. And we, you know, it's just like a, a group, you know, like a community group. And um, in that group, we were all talking about like, okay, it's a new year. What do we want to get done? What do we want? What do we want? What do we want? And I was like, okay, I hear everyone has different goals, but instead of like being goal oriented, oh my God, remember what I fucking uh, told you about that psychic who told me to go to Go Day? Yeah. At this place called Dynasty Typewriter to see a redhead? The, see the redhead, yes. The redhead, and the redhead turns out it was Felicia Day. Mm-hmm. And Felicia Day, and I, I said this already in a different podcast, but she was talking about like, don't, the artists is lost when they are goal oriented. They must stay process oriented. And this is very true of like the Chicago way and all that. Like, and it is just the artist way, right? Like just concentrate on your, literally. Yeah. Yeah. Your work is what brings you joy. Everything else is bullshit. Just icing. Right. So I took that advice and I was like, listen, I've been saying Conan by March, 2020 as like a thing to like gear myself towards. But what that really means is get my shit tight. So right. if if Conan or another version comes calling, I'm ready to go, you know? So I was telling these gays, I was like, listen, we all have different goals and stuff, but I think what would really help is if we concentrate on our process. And the way that might help is uh, purposefully meditating. And everyone was like, ah, whatever, whatever, Crystal, nah, 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 nah. you know, like just kind of being very like, oh, how are you? Who's LA now? You know, that kind of thing, <laughs> which like I totally understand. But um, I was like, why, do, why not just try it? Like, what the hell's, you know, what, what do you have to lose? Right. So right. we got into an accountability group, the nine of us. And we started doing these check marks every time we meditate. And everybody in the group meditates however way they want. They could use the Calm app, Headspace. They could be alone. They could be in a group. They could be sitting down, laying down, standing up on a train. Whatever meditation is yours is yours. You just have to do it every day. And then once you do it, you send the check mark, right? Yeah. yeah. So I, um, I had already started this meditation called TM. Uh huh. Have you heard of this transcendental meditation? meditation? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's very like That's popular. Very LA. It's very yeah. LA. It's yeah. very like um, Scientology light, you know, in yes. a way. It's very, like, also, it's like old school LA. It's old, old. Like the Beatles like the, LA. Like it's the joke in like 70s Woody Allen movies. Yes, yes, yes. About yes. like your mantra and like, shit. Yeah. Yes, mantras and, uh, you know, um, Jerry Seinfeld's all over it and. Uh, David Lynch and all these like big people are all over Ellen DeGeneres, whatever. So it's like a very celeb led <laughs> thing. But mm-hmm. um, what uh, uh, when you boil everything down, what the TM is, is um, a 20 minute meditation twice a day. Once when you wake up, once before you go to sleep. And the point of the meditation is to transcend your thoughtful mind and that uh, to a place where like it's beyond thoughts, where you're just at peace, right? Okay. And you're you're just kind Is of. Is there like something observer- guided that it happens? No guided. You do it yourself. You have a mantra. You say your mantra over and over again for 20 minutes. And the point is not to like not have thoughts, but when the thoughts come, to be forgiving to yourself and redirect to the mantra. Okay. So you're you're saying this thing over and over again in your mind to keep yourself present and not straying into like thought land. And I mean, of course, it happens every fucking time. But right. the point is of meditation is not perfect. Meditation is give that. Me like it a, is give me give me like an example. Give me a couple. Give me like a, a few examples of a mantras of a mantra. There, there's actually a whole list um, you can find on Google. It's like right. easily findable. And it's based on they say TM says it's like, you know, it's a secret, but it's really not. It's based on your age and your <coughs> gender. And uh, it's like old, like Vedic, like Sanskrit type shit that's been assigned, you know, for thousands of years. So mine in my age group for male is heating, H-I-R-I-N-G. Okay. And um, they're not, it's not supposed to mean anything. It's just a sound and a vibration that allows you to like center your thought, center your like presence. Okay. So, and the mantra actually, I don't even think it matters. You could say anything, you know? But what what really is the point of it is to get to this point where I have noticed 
is I'm getting back to that acid point. Cool. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that place of 30,000 foot view, zoom. Yeah. And peace. That is the same place I am getting to via TM that I got to through LSD. Cool. Does that make sense? <coughs> yeah. Yeah. Hello? Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, did I lose you? <coughs> Hello? <laughs> what happened? Sorry, did you I just had to. Meditate? <coughs> yeah, I had to go me- meditate and I just came back. I'm <laughs> okay. You're different. <laughs> no, Are I was you coughing. Changed? No, I was coughing. I am changed and I'm coughing. I coughed and I changed. <laughs> okay. I, I peed in my pants and I'm good. Okay. <laughs> that's not that's not that rare. I feel like you peed your pants a lot, actually. I know. It's Especially actually after not you that birth. cool anymore. Yeah. It's actually yeah. Not, like it started off as a joke and now it's like, what? Now it's like we're worried. Yeah. Anyway, that's really so I'm cool. doing, it's really cool. It's very hard. But yeah. it's like anything, like, you know, when you first do fucking hot yoga, it's hard and then it gets easy. Right. So it's like the same thing. But let me tell you, Anji, it has changed my life. I used to be like tired by 2 p.m. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. like yawning. Yeah. I am literally I have more energy than I've ever had. I literally like I used to have to wake up and pound coffee just to get out of my house. Yes. I literally have not drank coffee. Not smoking weed. Like I do like when I have everything done. Like I literally have been putting off Medi-Cal, like my Medi-Cal forms for literally six months. Uh I got them done in three hours. Like I am getting to shit with zero to very minimal anxiety. So you're doing it at the beginning and at the end of every day. I wake up and I do it. And then before I go to sleep, I do it. And it is so hard because you're sitting there for 20 minutes, which is such a long time. Do you have a timer? Yeah, I have a timer. And um, I think think you should just try it. Do five minutes at a time if you can't do. When I first started doing TM, I did five minutes. Yeah. And I remember doing five minutes and literally I was like, okay, uh, Siri set a timer for five minutes. And then I went into it and it was like literally like. Three seconds went by and it was like ding 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 and I was like whoa what the fuck like it went by so fast that I started adding more time and now I'm at twenty minutes and I I know I sound like a fucking like oh I have some good news for you here's a pamphlet come join my cult you know like I know I sound like that I don't want anyone to do it if they don't want to do it it's just it works for me and what it's doing for me is it's quieting. Um, unnecessary thoughts. Yeah. Which most thoughts are unnecessary. <laughs> and uh, 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 something I've been noticing with TM is that, you know that phrase, I think, therefore I am? Yeah. Who said that? Like Descartes. <laughs> what? Descartes said that? I don't know. Right, let me see. I think, therefore I, I am. I think it's like a Greek. Descartes. Yeah, it's Descartes. Oh, it was? Yeah. Oh, shit. Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> this idea Damn, of like, I can't believe I'm right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good for you, bitch. Yeah. You just see my face. I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm just talking to a person that peed her pants. <laughs> yeah. I was like, uh, I'm sure it's Euripides. Um, no, it's Descartes. And um, that idea of, I think, therefore I am, this idea of like, oh, since I am a cognitive person or, or someone who has thoughts, therefore I must exist. Right. And right. that, that therefore that is who I am. My thoughts are who I am. What TM and meditation is doing is it's transcending thought. So it's almost like I don't think therefore I am not. Uh-huh. So I, I am starting to reach a place where in my meditations I disappear. Does that make sense? My ego disappears. And like, so this time has given you more energy? More energy, less anxiety. I am crushing my shows. I'm literally getting on stage and everything is in slow motion. Like, like, have you ever watched Marvel's Doctor Strange? No, but I, I'm familiar with the character from the Avengers movie. 
Okay. So, <laughs> okay. So, so I it know. doesn't help, it doesn't help at slowly. all. slowly. <laughs> because <laughs> you're... Imagining that character, that scene yeah. right now. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's that kind of uh, idea of like, uh, most of my days used to be filled with either dread, um, anxiety, feeling of not being enough, not doing enough, not, um, you know, just not enough. You know what I mean? Like right. I, I, I used to walk around feeling either empty or negative. And not negative, like, oh, you're being negative, like literally minus. Right, like in a, de- in a deficit, like you're operating it, at a, in, in the red. Right, always. Right. Yeah. I never felt green, in the green. Yeah. And now I'm feeling constantly in the green. For example, the other day I felt uh, under the weather uh-huh. and I had a packet due like in two days and I was like, oh, I'm going to get this packet done today. And I, I, I was ready to do it. And I was just like, oh, I'm not feeling too well. I wasn't like coughing, like, you know, like fever or whatever. But, you know, those days where you're just like, oh, something's about to hit, you know? Yeah, it's been like like for the last month with me. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That lingering feeling of immune deficiency. Yes. And I just like laid down on the couch and then started binging um, Bon Appetit uh, YouTube, which, by the way, do you love it? I love it. Oh, my. Who's your favorite BA kitchen staff? Um... Who's that really tall good? Like Brad. Yeah, yeah. Brad Leone. I love him. Yeah. He's my favorite. He's so Claire's good. amazing too. Claire with the girl with the uh, gray hair. Gray streak. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, and, and the little like persnickety one, uh, Chris Morocco with the super taster. He has like an incredible palate and he reverse engineers like famous uh, chef's dishes. Yes. yes anyway, yes. anyway, that's he's my like. like he's, like Lebanese, he's like the Lebanese guy, right? The little one? No, no, not the little one. He that The really like fit one. Yes. That's and that's Andy. Yeah, okay. <clears throat> There's another guy. But anyway, <laughs> so I was like binging these episodes because I felt like, okay, that's the only thing that's going to make me feel better. And I laid there and there was a moment where my brain kicked into this thing of like, you worthless piece of shit. You're just sitting here. You're being afraid to write this packet, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, no, I'm not. My body's telling me I need to rest mm-hmm. and I'm being, I'm being kind. So I'm going to give myself this time to rest and the packet will get done when it gets done. And I remember having that thought and I was like, damn, bitch, that was the fucking most mature thing you've ever thought yeah, to yourself. Yeah, that's like Matrix shit. That's a, yeah, that's some Neo shit right there. Yeah, like you saw like, that like bullet of self, self ne- like negativity coming at <laughs> yes. you and you just like pushed Swerve. it away. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? Yes. Did you take I a have... red pill, bitch? Did you take a red pill? <laughs> I've never experienced this before, Anjay. Never. I've never experienced such calmness and conviction in my character. Yeah. It's incredible. That's like very cool. Also, yesterday, um, I went to go do uh, work on my five minutes because I'm auditioning for JFL. And Mm -hmm. um, I... Um, said yes to this one show and turns out it was kind of like a mashup thing and I sat through two different indie long form improv teams in Los Angeles. Ooh. What, those are like 15, 20 minute sets? Yep. And uh-huh. I sat there and I went into myself and I started saying my mantra because I was... <laughs> 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 you need to get to go to a different place in your mind. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> one last thing before we take a quick break is um, by, I've been doing mandu parties and that's like been like very Several? cool. I, this is my second one. Oh, I did. Yeah. I did two, two iterations this week, mostly cool. because I ran out of mandu skin, but um, <laughs> <laughs> I, so I, I f- did the filling and, you know, I had like 10 mandu skin left over and no filling left, right? Uh-huh. So I was like, oh, what am I going to do? I'm not going to throw this out. What am I going to free freeze these? And then what? Use it for 10 mandu later? You know, like yeah, it's yeah. such a like awkward number. So I was like, oh, maybe I'll maybe I'll do something new. So I decided to make a new dish. I decided to fill the mandu with rice and kyoran. Uh-huh. Uh, I like egg and yeah. um, spices and kim, uh-huh. a little bit of smoked paprika, uh-huh. 
a little bit of um, sesame oil, salt and pepper, uh-huh. and I filled the mandu with the rice, with the raw egg, and then boiled it. Girl, I oh. I think I made fried rice mandu. Yeah, that's like um, is that, that you know the egg thing in the earthen in the pot like kiri? Yeah, kyoranchim, kyoranchim. Yeah, 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 that's like yeah. what that is. Yeah, but in a mandu pie. That's really was it good? Like really fluffy it's and stuff? It's so fucking good. It was so, it's so good. Imagine like just like the best like uh pokumbab yeah. trapped in trapped in a like chapsai mandu. Yeah, it was really good. Oh my god, it's re- I and I was like I can't I think I don't know if I invented it, but I was looking on Google and no one else has done this. Yeah, cuz it's sort of like um, you know, there's like a Japanese thing like that. You know the sp- oh they, chobab. Yeah, they have a little bit like that, but it's not in a dumpling. No, it's in a tofu skin. Yeah, yeah, but this is in a bandu, and then I salmon it. Yeah, and then I put it in my air fry and crisped it up, and and then like dressed it with some uh, like chili garlic and soy sauce. Uh huh. And a little bit of kimchi on Wait, it. You also oh have my an air God. fryer. What is your life? <laughs> That's that's the thing you can't believe is the air fryer. <laughs> I've been telling you I've been killing my ego into a place. Where <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. But the air fryer. Yeah, we got it as a gift. My brother got it as a gift for Christmas. It's really okay. great. Yeah. Yeah, but that's good. Well, see, that's the thing. That that is that's something unusual. It had to have been a gift. No, I mean that's that's a very that's a luxurious kitchen tool. You know. Ah, it's a tabletop. It's it's not that big. It's like four cord. <laughs> Anyway, get yourself an air fryer. Eat smart. Eat healthy. It's a tiny convention of it. Do TM. Try it out. Let me me ask you this quick thing. Where did you learn about this process? Uh, About TM or? Yeah, yeah. Just TM, I've, I've, you know, friends, other friends who have done TM and um, just YouTube and stuff like that. TM is actually, uh, ironically, trademarked. Okay. So it, it's a business, you know, like they force you to go through one of their, you know, preferred teachers and you have to do like a four day seminar. So but did you really, do those things or did no, you no, just? No, no, yeah. no, no. I'm not. No. Are you crazy? I'm not paying 50. I don't know. You own a fucking air fryer. I don't know. Okay, <laughs> I thought I knew you. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, I'm meditating on my own. And then I, I and then TM was introduced as an idea. Yeah. And I was like, ah, that sounds like a lot of Hollywood mumbo jumbo. And then I started actually doing doing it and i was like oh shit this is really nice yeah it's really working and get this i'm waking up like refreshed i used to wake up where you i had to like peel my body out of my bed yes. with a spatula my eyes are literally crusted over yeah with like nunko like it's like yeah. my my body is like trying to create a shell to keep me asleep like, you know, like, yeah, like, you know what it is because you're not getting enough rest. Yes, your brain's not. not getting enough rest. So when you when it's time to wake up, your body's like, no, I haven't done the rest thing yet. Yeah. But when you're when you're doing these two TM sessions, apparently, I don't know if the fucking science is true or whatever, but there's a bunch of like fucking like data out there on YouTube or whatever. But apparently, doing the 20 minute TMs is like is as much as getting like four or five hours of sleep. Wow. Yeah, so what I'm I'm getting like that kind of brain level like sleep twice a day and then I'm getting my regular sleep. Bitch, I'm waking up before my alarm, eyes going bing bing bing, you know? And then like literally I'm waking up looking at my boyfriend in the face and I'm like, "Oh, what a beautiful morning." Wow. Like, I'm singing. It's Wow. It feels crazy. I know. I sound like a fucking cult leader. Yeah. Is it, an, it. Is, it an, is it annoying, uh, Eric, or is he doing it too? No, he's doing it with me. We sit there in <sighs> silence, do it together. Are you serious? So, your fucking... Yeah, so maybe maybe you and Max should, you know, try it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, consider it, and we're going to take a quick break, and we'll get into our topics. Aquafina went from rapper to actor when she did. This person sitting here that you don't already know is Aquafina. Her birth name is not Aquafina, right? No. Hi, I'm Aquafina. So, how did you come to land on Aquafina anyway? Um, when I was 15 or 16, I, I thought that the name Aquafina was was great, hilarious. I never thought anyone would ever call me that. Cut to now, where everyone calls me that, so that's good. Did any other names make the list? 
Kimchi jjigae, uh, you know, getting jjigae with it. I want to make jjigae jokes. Yeah, it doesn't roll off the tongue. All right, we're back. Uh, thank you so much for listening. We had a heavy top session. But you know what? You and I are going through some shit. And I know our listeners go through very similar stuff. You know, mental health, meditation, spiritual yeah. health, you know, it, you know, emotional partner health. That's all shit that people listen to this for. So yeah. whatever, right? You take what you take. for the ketchup and for the cack. <laughs> no one really cares about the fucking topics. Yeah, you know? like, what do we need? A, do we need a their take on something? <laughs> I know, right? That that Twitter that the Twitterverse hasn't yeah. already done. But you know, we have the topic section because we're attuned to the news. You and we're I, we, we we try to act like you know fucking idiots and luddites, but we like to fucking keep on top of stuff. So yes. you know, what's on top of mind for me? This fucking coronavirus. I mean, Crazy. talk about the Black Death. Like over six thousand cases worldwide. Yes, in over sixty countries. Yes. Okay, if you haven't been alive or aware, there is a pandemic about to break, a global pandemic. Uh-huh. Okay, bigger. This is bigger and faster spreading than SARS. You remember SARS? Oh, I was in San Francisco when SARS happened, and that also originated in China too, I think, right? Yeah, I was here for H1N1. Uh, oh, yeah. It was that swine? Yeah, or bird? swine. Yeah. Swine. Yeah. I was here for all swine. I was here for bird. I was here bird. for SARS. Mad cow, all Mad of it. Cow. I'm here for all of yeah. it, and all of it. I'm here for all of it. All, all of it has been pinned on China. <laughs> I mean, can you fucking blame them? Like they have, you know, 19 billion people all like people. stuck together. Yeah, they have the, they most, have the most people, people yeah. right? Not only do they have the most people. Okay, so this this originated back in Wuhan, which, by the way, has 10 million people in that city. In Wuhan, has anyone heard of Wuhan as a city exactly. before this? So Never. Some cities that literally. Came up in the last like 10, 15 years are yeah. bigger than all of Chicagoland. New York City is 8 million. Yeah. The New York big, City uh, or just uh, Manhattan? New York City, all the boroughs. Damn. Uh, that's 8 million. Yeah. Wuhan is 2 million more than New York City. And none <laughs> of us has heard of it before this goddamn outbreak. It, 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 that's crazy. To, to me, to just thinking about China to me is just like a, a mental exercise. You know, yes. like it's a real, I have to go back into my TM brain and just Yeah, like, exactly. Mm, that's you got to go like, to your acid brain. Yeah. Do my fucking mantra. But uh, <laughs> it started in Wuhan, China, at this, and they've pinpointed it. Uh, the origin of the disease at this fucking fish market, at this uh, uh, a big uh, fish market slash live animal market. Yeah. And what they're saying, which, by the way, um, uh, selling of wild animals for food yeah. is uh, strictly illegal in China. Yes. But, you know, uh, legality is a very uh, flimsy thing in, <laughs> in within China, yeah. the Republic of China. So, I mean, um, it's the same thing here. Like, it's, you know, you know, sure. There's, yeah, there's like a, a duck place in Chicago called Sunwa that has been repeatedly closed ah, down. I love that place. <laughs> yes, it's repeatedly closed down by the health department. And yes. people are like, what are you feeling about it? I'm like, that only makes me want to go back even more. That's how right. I know it's authentic. Like that means <laughs> that they're not how? adhering by these like fucking Western ideas of things, you know? It's right, like, exactly. You know, they're using but, the whole goddamn duck. Of course it's not going to be, that's where the juices uh, are. Yeah, but it's not about the duck for that. For for I lived to I used to live across from Sunwa. I went every week. Okay, <laughs> I love their fucking like three meats over rice. Yes. Like you know, it's a quick like Hong Kong style place. Yes. Anyway, it's um, they were shut down because of fucking rat feces, which is honestly like. Come on, guys. Rat feces. You could clean that up. <laughs> That's not hard to clean. That you're being lazy. <laughs> but Wuhan. Um, so they. God, this is really sad. But I saw, I saw like a YouTube thing, yeah. of like people going in there and secretly filming what was going on. Uh-huh. They got like porcupines in cages. They were skinning like gerbils alive. You know what I mean? Like they have these like weird like. Um, crossbreeds of cat slash um uh what is it ferret like a ferret cat that it's they're all selling to eat? all to eat because you know it, you know in china like they, their their whole thing is like or you know just in east asia in general the rarer the meat yeah you know the sweeter the it, juice uh, <laughs> 
Yeah, you know the old saying, rarer the meat, sweeter the juice. The pricklier the porcupine. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And the Chinese have uh, this thing like where um, the more exotic the meat is, they think it's like health properties because it's uh, uh, exclusive. You know, like uh, right. It's like it's, it's like just, oh, your your father is dying of cancer. Yeah. So he's gonna need you know the quill of a porcupine plucked right. from the whatever to eat and like stew into some shit. Right, right. It's yeah. like old school kind of mentality of health, which like sure some of it works because of placebo or whatever the fuck you know or you know maybe maybe because we're not constantly eating porcupine ribs that we don't know that it's anti-cancerous whatever the case right yeah, so yeah. they're out there selling these fucking animals and they're stuck in these tiny cages they're screaming like ugh it's just so sad yeah. and um and that's where they say and most of these fucking H1N1 SARS all of these uh, pandemics are started from animals like where animals and humans should not be in the same place yeah that's where it starts the way that fucking AIDS HIV started from monkeys you know what I mean like there's clearly mother nature and the the universe is telling us like stop fucking with these porcupines yeah and uh, that's how it's spread and so now the the most scariest thing about it is that it spreads during incubation period so and incubation periods is up to 14 days so you don't even know you're fucking sick and you're going around going like hey girl what's up oh my god yes oscars who's okay oh super bowl party let's all get together and now everyone has fucking coronavirus yeah that's fucking crazy so uh, there's no cure for it right okay literally there are like stay indoors (laughs) stay washing your hands you know stay woke so you gotta uh, that's all you can do is wear these little masks and hope that Someone didn't catch it from someone from Wuhan. People from other countries are expatriating their people back. Yeah, I mean, like China's like actually being kind of good about it because it's they are, like, which is surprising. The other ones, yeah. I was like saying, right. like the only way that you get transparency for the Chinese government is by being a virus. Like it's kind of crazy. <laughs> like how? And nice also, also they say. Uh, 6,000 cases I bet it's more like 10,000 Yeah You know what I mean Whatever yeah. numbers China's giving out Multiply it by Two and a half That's probably what it is Do you know that It's actually like There's that um, A friend was telling me That like There was this woman Who refused to go through Like Like the Checkpoint To get tested Or whatever Because she wanted to Even though she felt A little sick Because she wanted to go To this like Michelin star restaurant What a dumb bitch I know, like we gotta. This is Nunchi. It's like this is we're living yes. in a society here. Like, get fucking real. You, you got a tickle in your throat. Take your ass home. Yes, especially if you've been traveling like that. Don't go to a right. place where you're be around even more people. And you know, you know it's, it was Lunar New Year, so the travel was huge. huge. Like Chinese people traveling everywhere, crisscrossing around the goddamn globe. But they were they actually uh, extended. Uh, the travel. The the Lunar New Year like vacation in China, so that people would stay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, And they wouldn't be traveling, you know. I will say, this is like, fuck, like the way that nature is clapping back is like, (laughs) it's like, you know, because, you know, there have been a series of coyote attacks as well. Where? In in Chicago? In Chicago, there are several. There was recently um, um, a story in New Hampshire where a man had to kill a coyote with his bare hands. Holy shit. Because it attacked his son. As they were like Whoa. walking through the yeah, I mean the coyotes. Yo, in L.A., there's a there was a um uh a, a, a news item about like these mountain lions or these type of wild cats that don't usually like hang out together like solitary creatures. Yeah, and it was the first time ever caught on video, and it was one of those ring videos. You know those like, you know what I'm talking about? Those doorbell videos where yes, they like nest, nest, yeah, nest or whatever. Um, it was caught on those videos where it was a pack of these wild cats all um, hanging out together. And scientists are saying like animal behaviors are quickly changing because of global warming. And they're realizing, oh shit, we used to be solitary. Now we have to stick together and that's how we're going to win. Like, yo bitch, like, I mean, nature is, like like, this stuff where there's this, this is the thing of science fiction, the way that yeah. nature is like coming back, but it's also Ooh. been prophesized. Like if you look in a lot of- hello. Revelations chapter yes. one. 
Hello, Isaac Asimov. Hello, Anji Kim at a party in 2002. <laughs> like, I've been talking about the coyotes coming back for years. <laughs> you predicted this and you did I, nothing. I, you did nothing. I'm Except jiggling for... my little crystals. The shit is hello. <laughs> I'm out here just talking about Chip how the coyotes are going to come back for 20 <sighs> years. <laughs> Okay, we're gonna. <laughs> we're gonna. Do you want to move on to speaking of the U.S.? Yeah. <laughs> um, actually, let me just say this. Um, I, I, we, I talked last night, uh, last week about this like um, uh, adoption bill. Uh, with like you know people trying to have like ad- adoption process become easier for adoptees, not just from Korea but all over the world. Um, yeah. I just saw this thing about U.S. Another pair of Democratic fucking lawmakers doing the work. And I'm sorry. I am. I'm actually sick. I have the virus. Um, Shut the fuck up. I've been I've been sick for not a joke for like three weeks. It's that's not the coronavirus. I think the coronavirus like is fast and it'll kill you like immediately right away. Okay, so this is like a new one. Okay. So these are two U.S. cover U.S. lawmakers. One of them is from uh, California, Gilbert Cisneros, and Grace Meng, who's from New York. Obviously, two places with a lot of Korean people. Um, they're going to try to give three thousand Korean American veterans access to um, VA healthcare. And so these are Korean American vets that fought in the Vietnam War who were not naturalized citizens but fought. And uh, were drafted and fought and were not eligible as a result because they were not citizens at the time for any of the VA health care. Isn't that fucked up? Huh. What? Yeah, they fought in the um, in the war and under the South Korean flag, but later became naturalized U.S. citizens. So they're U.S. Here. citizens. Yes. And they're, they're not getting VA help. Yes. Because now, of that? Yes. And so what they're the going. F- and so now they're going to they fought alongside, you know, like they're Koreans that fought. In, in Korea against with the U.S. against Vietnam, but now live in the U.S. and not are getting any VA. And it's like 3,000 people. And it's like these are like the small niche stories that like create precedent. It's like the same way that the first dreamer was a Korean-American. Like I think that this sort of thing always creates a nice precedent for other immigrants. And some of it is because of our privilege as Asian-Americans, our privilege as a relatively affluent voting block in all of these places. Um, and so like these stories for me as a Korean American is like a part of our legacy, you know, in terms of civil rights and stuff. Cause you know, our moment with the dreamers is something I'm like, you know, Asian Americans, uh, are count for a lot of the undocumented, um, immigrants in this country, but no one sees it that way. I think you'd be hard pressed to talk to a lot of people and they wouldn't realize that. It's more of like a Brown idea. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, like, that privilege affords us a lot of leeway in creating legal precedents. And I think that is a lot of the work being done in the trenches, you know, and those are the people that we highlight. Those are the people we talk about. Those are the, those are a lot of our cacks. <laughs> <laughs> so, I just yeah. wanted to talk about that. I just highlight that before we um, go That's for awesome. our little break. Yeah, you know what? It's not even that surprising because even the VA doesn't even help white people that fought in, you know, Vietnam War. Like, why would they help anyone else? Like, that's the whole system is fucked. And the fact that, like, we have people volunteering to fight wars for us and then we throw them away like trash. See, this is that karma. That's a fucking nasty karma bite. The U.S. needs to do some TM. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> All right, with that we're just gonna take a quick break and we'll be back. My veg, like an operatic ballad. Yo, veg, like grandpa's cabbage. And my veg, effortless. Yo, veg, post ads on Craigslist. My veg, score aloe vera. Yo, veg, look like Tony Danza. My veg, like tasting heaven. Yo, veg, manages a 7 11. Yo, my veg, make your girl panties cream. Yo, veg, spreads hepatitis C. And my veg, a chrome Range Rover. Yo, veg, hatchback 81 Toyota. Yo, my veg. Harvard Law School, yo veg Apex Technical, my veg Speak five different languages 
just a told your vag bitch make me a sandwich Yo, my vag feel like winning the lottery Yo, hello we're back we're back we're back and we're time for our favorite part of the show mm-hmm Yours and mine, kick-ass Koreans. Kia! All right. By the way, I've I've heard non-Koreans tell me that they yell Kia along with this. (laughs) And and I said, that's okay. (laughs) That's all right. As long as you do it in the privacy of your own home and you are a member of Patreon, you're good to go. If you pay into Patreon. You're patroning us. You're patroning us. (laughs) You must patron. Um, My kick-ass is... There is this um, thing that just came out uh, on Deadline, HBO um, announcing, uh, it's like the streaming HBO, called HBO, HBO Max, Max. Uh-huh. Uh, prevailed over five bidders to win the rights to um, Lila Lee's upcoming uh, YA novel, I'll Be the One, um, which will be turned into a feature film. Um, and it, so she, uh, this is um, the notch. Khan, she like did Fresh Off the Boat oh, and yeah, Always yes. Be My Maybe. Uh huh. Um, she's, they're all attached to this crazy um, f- uh, movie. It's about the, f- the film spotlights. This is not a joke. The film spotlights the 16 year old uh, Sky Shin, a bisexual Korean American girl. Ooh. As she pursues her dreams as a participant on reality TV singing and dancing competition K pop Shining Star. <laughs> just like oh my god me? excuse I'm me obsessed <laughs> i want to be in this yes i was like why this is sometimes why have you watched by the way um for all the boys i've loved before i have yeah i have a tough time watching some things like that um uh. Yeah, I, 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 I think I don't think it's for us, but I, I do like that it exists. And I, it I is, love that. I'm obsessed with type of content though. Like I love yeah. 13 year old me. Like I like that sort of like squirmy, getting that tweeted. Yeah, yeah, like just like not fully sex. It's just like getting like that like wet pubescent horniness. That is yeah, truly yeah. my milieu, my preferred. Um, that that is like if I that could be my sexuality that would be my sexuality like that would be like thirteen year old like I love that. Um, Your sexuality is prepubescent finger banging. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's where you live. I, yes, that is my genre. That is my preferred sexuality, and I mean like so I love this. But even with all the boys I've loved before, there I was explaining to a friend there is something about that specifically. Um, that is kind of painful sometimes with like watching representation like that now, because mm-hmm. when I watch it, I can't help but wonder um, how my life would be different. Uh, yeah. It's you kind know, of, you kind of have like a sense of like a pang of bitterness. Yes. Bittersweetness. Yeah. Like, it's just like, Oh, this is uh, so yeah, it's more bitter for me, but yeah. <laughs> Even post TM. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say I was this a master. I'm getting, I'm getting better. I'm getting better. <laughs> <laughs> but like that's like stuff like that is always clings to stuff like especially with this because like at 13 it's so vital you know Absolutely. like i don't know if i would have watched always be i mean always would have been may be my maybe i might have not have watched at 13 right mm. for all the boys i loved before i would have definitely fucking watched right, right and um like that sort of stuff is like i think for me harder with these like ya things um but i wanted to Talk about both of the people like who are writing it. So Lily Lee, um, her herself is um, a, author of the Mindy Kim series as well as the I'll Be the One. This um, movie, this book novel that just got picked up, and she was born in South Korea and then has uh, is an ex is um, immigrated to the U.S. and like she is like she's a Texan, very interesting. But um, I the Colleen McGinnis, she's. Um, a Hapa and she is um, Irish and Korean so it's like just like a bunch of Asian people there's not just Colleen and the two Koreans but like Nanachka all these like Asian American women coming together to tell this like very specific story about this very specific girl you know I mean all of it to me is so exciting and it's like one of those rare moments where like you know, if you're a very specific person to see yourself in such a way is like, 
I don't know. I don't think I would have realized how important it was only until after 2016. Because if it's yeah, not even an agreed. option, you don't real like you know, if it's not an option on the table, you don't realize you crave something. Right. Yeah. If it's not on the menu, you're not looking for it. Yeah. And I yeah, I completely agree. And what a cool place to be in our lives. Like, yes, you know, the world's on fire. Yeah. Yes, our president is a crook. Yes, the entire entire Senate GOP are spineless and will allow this president to do anything he wants. Oh man. It's truly but, I mean, I'm sure the listeners are kind of grateful we're not harping on it, but like you guys, yeah, it's, it's fucking insane. And maddening. Especially with the John Bolton manuscript thing coming out. But yeah. with that, with all that being said, hey, I, I agree with you. Without the presence of such like white male monstrosity, could we have Lila Lee's I'll Be the One coming to HBO Max? Could we have that? Maybe. Maybe it would have been a little later. Who knows? And could I could I has r- small role? <laughs> <laughs> could I have a non-speaking featured extra role, role? in the yeah. background? Did you I see could, my face? I could look very honey. I could look askance. I can I can clap. <laughs> I could be a sh- I could be a shady contest, uh, rival yeah. contestant. Uh, yeah. I could, I could my be side her, eye is her, strong. I could be her friend's friend. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Her friend's mom. I could be her friend's mom. Yeah, I could be a, a valet driver, anything. <laughs> I'll do anything for this. I, I'll do anything for HBO Max. And you know what? You've heard it here first. So please tell <laughs> anyone. I'm literally, put me in a compromising situation. I can't you know wait what to I mean? be compromised. Like, compromise me. Oh my I want to compromise. Invite me into a hot tub and ask uh, me how old I am. Unlike our okay? U.S. Congress, I am willing to compromise. Yeah. Yes! <laughs> Got him. <'em. laughs> <laughs> uh, well, my kick ass Korean is also kind of related. No surprise, we're on the same wavelength. Speaking of always be my bait, always be my maybe. My kick-ass Korean is none other than Vivian Bang. Uh, at Vivian Bang, she's an actress. She's known for playing Jenny. If you've watched Always Be My Baby, uh, maybe she was like the cuckoo girlfriend, Randall Park's girlfriend in San Francisco with the dreadlocks. Oh and my she, god! She, breakout star, I thought. Yeah. Next to Keanu Reeves, uh, Keanu Reeves is not a breakout, but um, Keanu Reeves had a great performance and. And then I thought second to Keanu Reeves was Vivian Bang's performance. So subtle, but also specific, you know? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's also South Korean born and immigrated here. Cool. Um, we actually met on a, uh, we were cast in the same table read for a pilot um, that was being read in this, uh, the NBC's, there's like an NBC Writers on the Verge program. Uh-huh. And um, I. Uh, this is the second year I got invited to like read one of the writer's uh, pilots cool. and the right writers Korean Minu, um, great writer, great guy. Uh, he had he had a wonderful pilot uh, that we read, and Vivian and I were cast as his uh, when the guys um, the main guys flashback. Uh, memory. Uh, I play the father and she plays the mom. Cool. And we were sitting there, we were reading through our scene, and we both looked at each other and we were like, "Should we should we talk in Korean?" Yeah. And she was, she was like, do you know Korean? I was like, yeah, I know Korean. Do you know Korean? She's like, yeah, I'm from Korea. And I was like, all right, let's do it. And then so when they were reading the description of like the two parents fighting, we started arguing in Korean and screaming. It's like, <laughs> and we were like screaming. <laughs> <and> we, <laughs> and then we were like screaming at each other and um, we did the whole fight and, and the you know read the whole thing in English. And then when there was no English there, we would go back into Korean and it, it was so fun. It was so, she was so present and fun and um, <laughs> but it is improvise with the yeah. professional. With the fucking profession. She was great. Um, I felt so taken care of. And um, yeah, she's great. She's also uh, uh, known as Sumi in, in the movie Yes Man. Her other film credits inc- include Boy Toy, Little Back Black Book, <laughs> Robot Stories, Henry Fool. And uh, the 2006 Oscar-nominated short film Our Time Is Up. She was also awarded Best Actress for the Asian American Film Lab short film Elizabeth Ong Is Missing. Cool. So go check out Vivian and bang and all her work she's very kick-ass and yeah that it was really fun to work with her wow yeah that's like that's like a kick-ass and like a cool thing that happened to you <laughs> yeah <laughs> snuck it in there <laughs> love it love it uh, all right well uh what do you got going on that chicago people could come to 
I am going to be out in Aurora. So for all you suburban folks, um, I'm going to be at the Roundhouse, uh, Two Brothers Roundhouse in Aurora at 9 o'clock on Thursday when this drops. And then I'll be doing um, a set for a show called Love Improvised uh, at 7.30 at the Second City in Chicago. And then, um, yeah, and then next week I'm going to be on uh, Wednesday. I'll be at something called Love Mix Tape. It's at the... um, tonic room at seven o'clock for all the valentine's day events upcoming hell yeah that sounds very cool check ng out at the best ng i'm at peter kz and this weekend i will be in san diego doing two shows friday two shows saturday at the madhouse comedy club so come out to those 7 30 and 9 30 uh and then i you know there's there's people who've uh, written in saying that they're from san diego and they're like oh i missed your la show so come out to this one madhouse comedy club DM me if you need uh, f- you know, tickets or whatever. I don't know. I don't know how much they are. I think they're pretty cheap. But, um, yeah, I'm on the lineup. I'm not, like, headlining or anything. Uh, but, yeah, please come out. <laughs> Check out the Ajima Show Patreon. Um, leave us a review. Thank you so much for listening. You guys are the best. And uh, cover your mouths. Wash your hands. Don't die from coronavirus. We love you. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.